0: All right, let's take our Bibles tonight. Again, we want to move quickly, but trust it will be a help to you. Something very simple tonight, Proverbs chapter 5. Proverbs chapter 5 tonight. Proverbs chapter 5, a familiar passage, more than likely. If not, well, that's just as well. But we're going to take just a minute and just teach a simple truth. It's one that you've probably heard a number of times before, but it's one that we need to be reminded about, so I want to take just a moment and share it with you. Proverbs chapter 5, beginning verse 21, we'll read just two verses. The Bible says, "...for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquities shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sins." excuse me, once again, for the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sin. Father, we come to you tonight, we're asking you, Lord, just to speak to us in the short time that we have. We are well aware, Lord, that we have much business to attend to. But Lord, there's no greater business in this world than you and your word and the things of Christ. And so, Lord, in these next moments, may we truly devote our full attention to Your Word and allow Your Holy Spirit to do His work in our life as He takes the Word of God and plants it deep. Now, God of heaven, we just pray that You'd help us as we take a look at this passage and try to make it very practical. Lord, may it truly be remembered in our lives. May we not take it for granted, but truly apply it. Well, thank you in Christ's name. Amen. First of all, we read that the ways of man are before the eyes of the Lord. And basically what it's saying is, is that our ways are in front of God. We're always out front. He's always looking, watching, observing. In the book of Proverbs chapter 15, verse 3, the Bible simply says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place beholding the evil and the good. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 13, over there we simply read, For we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if... That's not it. Oh, 4.13, I'm reading 4.3, I was going to say, something doesn't seem right to me here. Neither is there any creature that is not manifest in His sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of Him with whom we have to do. By the way, that's why I print out all my verses normally, so I don't do what I just did, because I'm prone to making those errors, because I'm the son of my Father and you're the son of your father or daughter, too. And we're all sinners, and we all make mistakes. Amen? I've got to save myself after that one. Some of you didn't laugh like I thought you would, and he might think I'm serious. So I always print out my verses, and that helps me. Teachers, you ought to think about that, too. You don't want to have to be digging forever for verses and show how, you know, when you can't find that book of Hosea. You know, you might want to just print that one out. You know? Whatever. Anyway, moving on. Proverbs 5. You guys, I'm glad. Everybody's sleeping. I hope you stay sleeping. <clears throat> Maybe I don't want to preach too long at all. You guys just sleep right through that meeting. But anyway, our ways are in front of God, they're right in His eyes. The Bible goes on to tell us that not only does God watch us, but I think this is the most interesting of the passage. I just wonder, I just really just read the first verse just to kind of set the tone, but. The Bible says, his own iniquity shall take the wicked himself. Tonight, I just want to look at that verse for just a minute. When it says that his own iniquity shall take the wicked himself, all it's simply saying is that your own iniquities will take you or subdue you. I mean, you'll be defeated by your own sin. The very sin you allow in your life is the very sin that will take you down. In, in in essence, what we're asking is for a whooping. That's as simple as it can be said. <clears throat> See, your sin is always bigger than you. My sin's always bigger than me. It's always stronger than you, and it's always stronger than me. i, I tell you what, let's have... Um, tell you what, let's have uh, Lucas, come on up here, would you please? Now I've, I've done this a few times and I just want you to just see something. Now Lucas, he's, he's a little smaller than me. I like them odds. Now Lucas is representative of you and I today. And I represent your sin. My sin. Your sin is always bigger than you. It's always stronger than you. Now watch what happens here. When I was a kid, Lucas, we used to play, we used to do Indian wrestling. And I know a couple of you have seen how awfully talented I am at it. But what it is, is you, you put your feet together. Put your feet together. Take your hands. And, and you try to pull each other off balance. Okay? The person gets pulled off balance, the fastest loses. So, like, if I go like that and you lose your balance, oh, don't, you got to keep your feet planted. Plant those feet tight. Okay, you pull me, I pull you right. Oh, right there, see that? Oh, man, you almost got me. He almost got me, didn't he? Oh. Oh, you just lost. You got to try it again. Ready? Got one more time. Ready? Go. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Hey, guess what? Did I win? I did, didn't I? You want to know why? Probably because I'm a lot bigger and stronger, huh? You know what? One day you'll be big and strong too. Then if you try to do that to me, you'll probably beat me, okay? So we're going to just leave it at that. But for right now, for right now, Lucas represents you and I. I represent sin. No matter how hard he tries, no matter how much effort he puts forward, no matter how how much energy he he attempts to, to put into that match so to speak he's going to lose because he's not as big as he's not as strong and i don't care i don't care what it is in your life if it's sin it's bigger than you i don't care how long you've been a christian it doesn't matter how how mature you believe yourself to be you are not bigger than your sin your sin is always bigger stronger than you thank you it's always that way Samson is the Bible's strong man. I mean, no man has ever been his equal in strength, that is. He he killed a lion with his bare hands. He defeated a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of an ass. He carried off the gates of the city on his shoulders. Still, although he was stronger than any man, although there was none his equal... He was taken in his sin. Even Samson, the strong man, could not escape his sin. His sin got the best of him also. We need to be careful tonight. We who come to church three times a week, and in many cases wear our ties and our, our dresses and all of our Proper clothing, we who claim to read our Bibles on a regular basis and pray and do all the things that a Christian's supposed to do, we who are involved in the bus ministry or teaching Sunday school or singing in the choir, working in the nursery, helping as ushers or greeters, we need to be very careful tonight because it's so easy to believe somehow that we're able to overcome certain things in our life. We think that we can overpower certain things, that somehow because we serve in the church, because we do certain good things, that that will somehow outweigh the bad. That that will somehow empower us to overcome certain indiscretions in our life. But I want to warn you tonight, from this book, the Word of God, that His iniquity shall take the wicked Himself. I can't tell you the number of times someone has pridefully said while referring to some sin in their life, I can handle it. I can handle it, preacher. I've been a Christian for years. I can handle it. I'm very mature in my Christianity. I read a number of passages in the Scriptures. I serve quite faithfully in the church. I do all kind of benevolent acts and works on behalf of the Lord Jesus, I can handle it. I I can deal with it. If I was a baby Christian, if I was new to the faith, if I didn't have the background and the experience that I have, then maybe I would be concerned, but I can handle it. They'll say things that basically equal I... The statement, I'm spiritually mature enough to handle fleshly music, ungodly environments, fellowship with the unsaved. I'm spiritually mature enough to handle questionable media, or harmless flirtation, or even skipping church from time to time. Well, I can handle it. I'm able to overcome it. I'm stronger than that. Oh, I know what the Bible says about being in God's house. I know what it says about uh, being faithful to my wife. I know what it says about all those things. But on the other hand, I've been a Christian for a number of years. I can handle it. I'm mature enough. His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself. I wish I could point those that have said those words to me out tonight. I wish I could point my finger and say, oh, it was brother so-and-so. It was sister so-and-so. It was that teenager over there or that, that senior citizen over there or that young adult over there. I wish I could do that tonight, but I can't. You know why? Because they're not here. if you and I think that we're stronger than our sin, if we somehow believe that we can handle it, it won't be long and you won't be here either. I'm glad that tonight I think that the majority, if not all in this room, wouldn't say that. They wouldn't be so prideful to think that they can handle that. But may I say it's tempting at times when we get so involved, when we get so entrenched in the work of God to somehow think we can take liberties because our good will outweigh the bad or somehow we're strong enough to overcome. But, again, that's just the lie of the devil. He is a deceiver, you know. The verse continues by going just a step further, however. Not only does sin... Subdue us, take us down, but it binds us as well. He says, His iniquity shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holden with the cords of his sin. Sin will keep you from being free. Instead of freedom, you're going to experience guilt and shame. You know what you'll find it hard to do? You'll find it hard to smile, hard to rejoice. You know that sin in your life will make you feel as though everyone is against you, it'll make you feel like no one really understands you or even cares. You will waller in self-pity. That waller was from Steve White's holler down in West Virginia. Because it should have been wallow. But I was just expressing my West Virginia accent there. You'll waller in self-pity and feel like you're all alone. You'll feel like everybody considers you the black sheep. And an outcast. Now, if you've ever been where I'm describing, in those places I've described, you know why you were there now that you look back on it. At the time, you didn't think so, though. You would have swore it was somebody else. You would have swore somebody else did something, said something. You would be sure it was somebody else's fault that you felt the way you did. Let me tell you something. It's your sin. You know it now looking back. I know it now looking back. But in the midst of it, I somehow was convinced that I was the one on the outside. That everybody was pushing me away. Wasn't including me. Sin binds you. Steals your freedom. you often feel bitter and angry. It's horrible what sin does to a man or a woman. Not only does it conquer them, but it binds them and enslaves them as well. To be conquered, to have to live with the humiliation of such a defeat is bad enough. But then to be bound by chains and enslaved is no life at all. What up here, Diego. I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter how strong you are, how long you've been a Christian, how godly you believe yourself to be, you allow sin in your life. You know it's there. It will bind you. It literally will bind you. That, that cords of his own sin. And listen, right now, I, I, I'm wrapping these cords around his hands. But really, I represent what? Sin. Sin. And guess what? It's his sin that's binding him. It's not his mom or his dad. It's not his wife or his husband. it's, it's it's, It's not his friend who stabbed him in the back. It's not even somebody that abused him. Listen to me. It's his own sin... It's not someone else's sin that's binding him. The Bible does not say that. The Bible makes it very clear that his own iniquity shall take the wicked himself and he shall be holden with the cords of his sin. This is his sin that's binding him. His root of bitterness is not a result of someone else's sin. It's his sin. You say, but somebody hurt me. I realize that. But how you respond to that hurt determines whether or not you'll be bound. His unforgiveness binds him. Not the act committed against him. But his unwillingness to obey God's Word. To walk in holiness and righteousness. Righteousness. He says, well, I've been a Christian a long time now. I used to, I I was real careful with where I'd go and who I was with and what I did, but I've been a Christian a long time now. I'm doing real good. I'm free and, man, the Lord's blessing my life. I think I can handle it. It's It's only, you know, that one show that, I know in my heart i shouldn't watch that I watch I mean it's only that one girl that I call that I know i shouldn't be really involving myself with because she 's not even a christian I know it's a I know that i I probably shouldn't be watching certain things or reading certain things or Visiting certain websites. But you know what? I've been a Christian a long time. And God's blessing. I'm okay. I mean, I look around me and I can tell you right now I'm more faithful than most. I'm alright. But before you know it, you're bound. And then all of a sudden you don't understand why other people seem to be looking at you funny. Funny. They're not looking at you funny. You just think they are. Because you're bound by your own sin. And guilt lives in your heart. Now everybody seems to be picking on you all of a sudden. Everybody seems to be looking at you cross-eyed. Everybody seems to be excluding you. No. You just got bound by your own sin. It's not someone else's fault you feel this way. It's your fault. Because you allowed sin in your life. Not only only did it, as the Bible says here, take you, subdue you, but now it's bound you. You have no quality of life now. Leave those on. I'm sure your parents will appreciate that. No. <laughs> Thanks, brother. See, for the believer tonight, as we prepare to close, there's no life worth living other than the obedient Christian life ordained by God. When we signed on the dotted line, when we invited Christ into our life, we, we were purchased, we were bought with a price. We don't have the liberty to live our lives as we please. The Holy Ghost of God now dwells in our hearts. And His convicting presence is always among us. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 2, we... Love the verses, but it continues in verse 10. For by grace are you saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. However, he goes on to say, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. See, the believer finds power, purpose, peace. And prosperity in one thing. The Lord Jesus, yes, but in obedience. You can know God in your own words or vernacular. You can say, I've met Him on life's journey. I've been saved I have a Bible right beside my bed and I I uh, I go to church every week. But I'm going to tell you something. If there is sin bound in your heart, it has bound you. True power, purpose, peace, and prosperity is only found in an obedient life. Listen... Young man or middle-aged man or older man, let me tell you something. I don't care. I don't care how you feel about it. But if you allow lust to be bound in your heart, it will bind you. It will take you captive. It will keep you from the best things God has for you. I I tell you, I hate the Internet. I make no qualms about it. Do I utilize it? Yes, I do. But I hate it. It exposes us to way too much. Even when we don't want to, we are. I am convinced we are being drained and sucked of the life and the power of the Holy Spirit. Because we have permitted certain things. Because we say it's necessity. It's as though we have no... Saying, well, I, I have to get on. I have to do this. I have to do that. It doesn't matter whether you think you have to or not. If you're seeing things you shouldn't see, if you're being exposed to things you shouldn't be exposed to, if you're being influenced by influence, outside source that you should not be influenced by, I'm going to tell you something. You'd be better off without it. You'd be better off living down at the haven of rest than to be bound by your sin. I think it's the lamest excuse in the world. Well, I have to be on it. It's my job. And all along, you're involved in pornography. You'd be better off without that stinking computer, without that job. You'd be better off working out here as a street cleaner sweeping streets than you would having $150,000 a $150,000-a-year job and being bound by pornography and that trash on the Internet. Ladies, you need to be very careful. You're not bound by your sin, too. I know there's a number of sins that we could talk about tonight, but listen, you've got some issues, too. All we have to do is get on that stupid Facebook and watch the trash that is tossed back and forth by so-called believers. In one breath, praising God, and in the other, cursing. It is a pitiful state we find ourselves and then we wonder why the church is powerless today. Can I be quite frank? One of the reasons I don't want nothing to do with Facebook is because I don't want to have to face you every day and would have to tell you why you're wrong. Like Be like me going in your house and opening up your refrigerator and your cupboards looking for things I shouldn't find. I don't do that because I don't want to find certain things. I want the Holy Ghost to deal with you. But if I know about things, I've got to deal with it. Some of you put... Me and this church in a very awkward position by the trash that's it's peddled on that Facebook. It is public domain. There's nothing private about it. I was talking to a school teacher the other day. She went to one of her students and told her students, said, you need to be careful what you're putting on Facebook. Anybody can get in there. Anybody could compromise that, that Facebook account And they said, oh, no, you can't get in my Facebook account. You can do nothing. Within six minutes, she was in that Facebook account and sending as though she was that person. Now, listen, you better be careful. It's not always as secure as you think. And she's no computer science major. She's an English teacher. I'm just saying, beware. Do not be bound. Beware. And take heed, the Bible says, lest ye fall. Tonight, let's not be bound by our sin. If you know something in your life doesn't belong there, let's deal with it. Let's face it. Let's just confess it, forsake it, and move on. Otherwise, it will take you down. And then it will bind you. And as the Bible says in the book of Numbers, be sure be sure your sin will find you out. Father, we do thank You for the simplicity